Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Pints and Pies Podcast. Pints and Pies. Ding dong. Hello. Is it pod you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. You need to hear from fans who are talking about wrestling until the very end. Tell me where you're listening so we know just what to do. Cause how Lubbin's waiting to say, I told you. Oh, God damn it. Welcome God to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm wrestling has more than one Roy Hal family, Hal Lublin, <laughs> and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Dan Lynn in her soul. Danielle Radford's on the show, but Lindsay Kelk is off in Hawaii. Whoa! How you doing, Danielle? I'm doing great. Eddie Kingston's my new best friend. I don't know if y'all saw that on the Twitter. Eddie Kingston retweeted. Not even, okay, I had a uh, tweet about wrestling go viral. He didn't even tweet that. He mm-hmm. tweeted my tweet about She-Hulk. You know, these wrestlers, they're people. Mm-hmm. It's not all wrestling, despite what they would tell you when they're on TV. They have varied interests. And, you know, we've had RJ on so many times. That dumb dummy. Hi, RJ. As interesting as RJ talking about wrestling is, like, all I want to talk to him about is sitcoms of the 70s and 80s. And that's all that I talked to him about. Like, God damn it. I'm sorry. I have so many alarms that are reminding me that this show is happening. I apologize deeply. It's been 19 minutes. They, they, they know. Your phone <laughs> no, should my, know. No, my phone doesn't know. My phone keeps reminding me because I didn't tell it because I was trying to get my laptop to work. So when I talk about my friends, it's like most of the time when I talk about my wrestle friends, we're talking about... <laughs> What is happening with the Funny Girl musical and like why Beanie got like replaced and like why Leah Michelle is on? And that includes the people on this podcast. We all like a lot of different things, but we talk about a common interest on this show, which is wrestling. Uh-huh. Danielle, give me your number one made you happy thing this week. Index is back, baby! Wait, the WWE Universe is complete! Index is back! Beth Phoenix has to be running laps right now! Somebody get me a bucket. I'm about to throw up. That is one of the most sickening things I've ever witnessed. I thought that was done. I thought we were through with this nonsense. The greatest love story since the notebook. Oh, the notebook. Yeah. I grew up during the notebook too. I've had enough. <laughs> Come on. That's right. We are very invested in what happens with the Gargano family. Baby wrestling. Super into. Love it for them. Mm-hmm. But the baby wrestlings that came before that baby wrestling were obviously Dexter Loomis and Indy. Come on, her name is amazing. So after having kidnapped a man, mm-hmm. a whole entire man. Yes, Mrs. Whereabouts Unknown. Unknown. Dexter Loomis comes on to NXT 2.0, which you know is not my favorite thing, but does have a lot of shining stars and fun things. Indy, at the end, like, just exhausted in the ring, hanging out, and then everyone starts cheering, and then, oh boy, here comes her man. (laughs) 
Mm. And then Dexter comes in and they do the thing and they do the thing and they do the thing. As everyone knows, the NXT parking lot, well, maybe not now, maybe it's the AEW locker room, but the NXT parking lot is the most dangerous place in all of America. And so mm-hmm. suddenly, 5 is there. They arrest him. He leaves her with a note about his love. Mm-hmm. I popped my ass out. <laughs> I popped it. <laughs> I shared that with Lindsay Kelk, who I believe sent us a voice note to talk about it. Do, do we have that vo- voice note? Do we want to play it right now? Charles, I am literally on holiday, <laughs> literally in Hawaii at the beach. Despite the fact I promised Jeff, my husband, that I would be off devices and like not watch telly for a week, I clearly managed to and made time. And I could not miss this opportunity as a lover of both friendship and love to put over Index. Index, baby, it's back, back, back. The greatest love story of our time. The greatest second chance romance. Wrestling is romance. Romance is wrestling. It's one of the greatest tropes in all of romance. Second chance romance. Two former lovers finding their way back to each other. Moving on to bigger and better, greater things. What if Index moves on to the main roster? What if Indy finds her way up to Raw with her daddy and her brother and her husband? I just, I can't. It's too special. I'm literally tearing up. But that could be because I've had a couple of drinks. Um, I had to share that with you. Don't tell Jeff. He won't listen to the pod this week because he's off devices. So we're going to get away with this. And I'll be back next week. Index forever. I didn't watch all of NXT. I watched, I? So, I, here, here's the thing. I like Braun Breaker just fine. But <laughs> sometimes it's too, it's too much intensity. Like I'd like to see just a reality series where he goes and orders fast food from different restaurants. Oh. Just to hear him say like, and I want one of those strawberry frosties. I heard your fries are good, and I'm going to put him to the test. Look. There's no fry can beat Braun Breaker. I don't want to be racist, but sometimes who your family is is who you are. We're just lucky he's not doing math. <laughs> it's coming, and I want it. Remember that Tony Danza show where he became like a teacher? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He went and taught at a school. A friend of mine uh, helped produce that, but we could do that with Ron Breaker where he's teaching math. <gasps> oh, my God. I would watch that. Also, look, at any time someone wants to make like a PowerPoint where Braun Breaker is teaching us wrestling math, I will watch it. Sure. But it's also like the only Nepo babies I like are wrestling Nepo babies. And he's one of my favorites. I'm sorry. Can somebody out there who's an animator do Nepo babies? Nepo babies. Making their dreams come true. They're all together. (laughs) Yes. And then Braun pops it at the end and says, go bye-bye. <laughs> yes, please. Index was great. It's great to see them together. One of the benefits of Dexter and Loomis being back on television mm-hmm. and back in WWE is not only do you get sort of the intriguing side that's happening on Raw, the kidnapping of Miz is interesting. Like, I don't know where it's going. I like that. Like, who knows where it's going? I'm along for the ride right now. Yeah. It would have been easy to, to just do that and not acknowledge what had come before in NXT. But the fact that they decided to do mm-hmm. it, even if it's just that one time, mm-hmm. is really nice. Yes. 
it's like a nice acknowledgement that this is important. It also furthers the raw storyline because he gets taken away by cops. Mm-hmm. We still don't know where the Miz is. <laughs> he hasn't tweeted since since that raw, which is probably killing him not to be not to be able to be on social media. Maybe he's taking a nice where break. Where in the world is Miz <laughs> Well, he's been around the world <laughs> from <laughs> real world <laughs> to SmackDown <laughs> and in China probably. <laughs> I don't know how to do those better be very talented. <laughs> He's won lots of different titles from US down to IC. Yeah. <laughs> Where in the world is Ms. Mike Ms. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what made me happy this week? Mm. I really like feel like I missed out on a lot of Chad Gable for a while. But <gasps> oh. now yeah, I, every time I hear uh, it's just so great. And the thank you. So I'm begging you, Toronto, send me your best. I don't care if it's a civilian, if it's some former athlete that can't let go of their glory days, if it's someone that thinks they're a fighter, send me what you got and see if they measure up. But I got a hypothesis for you. They don't. A thank you. When he cut that promo on Raw, it felt like, you know, he runs down the city, he runs down Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's a great sort of classic, your town sucks, heel promo. Mm-hmm. But he is, and I put this in our group chat, he should be our generation's Kurt Angle. 100% on board, and it, picking up what you're putting down. He's had quite the journey mm-hmm. from first coming into WWE to being Shorty G to just a lot of Which, like stops and on. starts and... It's not great, but now with Alpha Academy, which he's now said is is finally opening up to a new member, which is good. Build build a little stable out of it. I, I think he's he's getting a good spotlight. He's a really solid mid-card guy. The real story of the last couple weeks mm-hmm. or, or the Triple H regime so far, mm-hmm. assuming this is his influence, it feels like it is, is number one, the women's division getting the spotlight it deserves. And number two is the reemergence of the mid-card. Yes. As God. like a viable and important and must-watch. Like the 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 people who are trying to win the U.S. title off Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. is really interesting. All the matches for the IC title, like Gunther is a great guy to carry that belt and make it mm-hmm. important. Because he puts on good matches, mm-hmm. and he also puts over the title. Like he, he's there for the title, and they even showed the history of both belts recently on shows. Yes. They're like these are important in case you forgot, which you probably have because we've done a very poor job. Those champions should be visible on every show, yes. and that wasn't the case for a very long time. Well, and it, and it's uh, specifically when we talk about this, it's we need a variety of guys on TV, right? Obviously, we need our little flippy babies, and I love our little flippy babies. We need our danger babies. Love our danger babies. Be a danger baby. We love our big hoss babies. But you know what? We haven't had, we need our technical babies. (laughs) That's the great thing about wrestling is that, like, you get to have every flavor of ice cream. It's 31 flavors, baby. And so I fucking love that. And speaking of, we get to have our MMA babies and Shayna Baszler yes. beat the bricks off of Liv. Jesus fucking Christ. That kick to the head. Yes. 
was definitely stiff. I mean, I don't know them, but if I had to guess, I would say that Shayna did that because Liv was like, I approve because like stiff kick me so that I can prove to everyone that I'm badass. And she did. The saying, if I break your arm, you're not going to be able to wrestle at Cardiff. Mm-hmm. And then threatening to stomp on her on her mm-hmm. hand and rather kicking her in the head. It's just a great, like, that is the NXT Shayna Baszler. Yes. Where you, you would say, like, oh, if there's one person mm-hmm. who's going to translate really well to the main roster, yes. it's Shayna Baszler. Then she shows up. Mm-hmm. They, they, book, they book her that way very briefly. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden... She's kind of gone. She's in the tag scene and and not in the best possible way, in my opinion. Right. I, I agree. I would have maybe given her a different tag team partner who was a wrestler on par with her. I agree. That would have been really nice. But not now, to throw any shade. Everyone works very hard. But uh. no, I'm not throwing any shade. I'm. It didn't work. I think that the beauty of professional wrestling is there's always an opportunity to reset. Mm. There, there always is. Yes. Even if something is not working mm-hmm. over and over and over again, you can find a way to readjust and reset. Not everybody gets those chances, though. There has to be something that you show. Yes. And fortunately, she had a body of work that she brought with her mm-hmm. in pro wrestling that makes you go, oh, well, here's the roadmap to success with her. And and lining her up to wrestle Ronda Rousey is the right choice. I Ronda's been compelling. Want her to beat the brakes off of Ronda Rousey. That's pro wrestling at its best. There are very few feuds where I'm like, oh yeah, I want to watch Ronda Rousey against this person or that person. I don't give a shit about Ronda, so I don't care about that feud. But this one, mm-hmm. where we already know that they are friends, they are in what. They called the four horsewomen in MMA. Mm-hmm. Like this one, I'm like, break her fucking arm. Break her arm. Like I yeah. genuinely am interested in seeing Ronda in a match now. Like we're not even doing this fucking wrestling style. This is an MMA match. I would mm-hmm. be okay with that. I mean, obviously it would still be worked. Back to the Lions Den match. Yeah. Remember oh, that? God. Remember Steve Blackman and, and yes. Dan Severn wrestling yes, each other? Yes, 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 yes. Dan the Beast Severn. Come on, I'm gonna uh, you're you're in trouble now. <laughs> I'm gonna break your wrist. Uh. They they exactly. I would fucking mm-hmm. come on. I, I mean I'm fine to see them in a wrestling match. I'm fine to see them in a longer term feud as yeah. well. Yeah. They've really done a good job. Again, it like the reset can happen so quickly mm-hmm. and an audience will go with it if if it's sold well. Uh-huh. Ronda Rousey, her return, like the return got a pop, right? And then it, it felt like diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. Then it always they, does with her. And it was the same thing that happened during her first run. Mm-hmm. Where they bring her in as the baby face, yep. it doesn't quite work yep. because that's not what she's suited to do. And then she start, and then we get to the point where, at least in character, she's like, "Wait, I'm Ronda Rousey. I can destroy and injure every woman in this division." And now I'm going to start doing it, and the crowd gets behind. And that's that where she that's, should start. And that's end. who she is. Yes, that's this how whole we know thing her. of her like all of the women come together, kumbaya, fucking mm-hmm. y'all. I, that's not Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is I will kick you in your head and enjoy it. Why are we trying to paint her as anything other than that? If I have to have this turf on my fucking screen, then that's what it needs to be. Yeah. Shayna Baszler is not only someone who's also gifted in that way, but 
she doesn't get the credit she deserves for how good of a promo she is and how good of a character she created. <gasps> yeah, that last promo and, was fucking amazing. Uh, also, just like all of like the hometown, Sami Zayn in Montreal was great. The storyline with him being the only member of of uh, <laughs> member elect of the bloodline who was there to back Roman up and doing it was like a really nice bit of storytelling. Like mm-hmm. that has to pay off at some point. They have to bring him in and kick him out or turn him into something. Oh, like, either is going to be turned face by yes. them or him on social media being like. <laughs> He only wished one of the twins a happy birthday. It was so Oh yeah, Jimmy, right? Funny. Yes. Jay is the one he's yes. got a problem with. It was with. so funny. <laughs> the five way for the for the IC title contendership. Mm-hmm. Sammy gets knocked out. Like he gets a huge pop. Gets knocked out. Comes back to a huge pop. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's gonna win the match. Who ruins it but Baron Corbin? Baron Corbin gets a ton of heat. Seamus gives Baron Corbin the bro kick to win. And maintains face status. Like, they managed to take what everybody in that arena wanted, which is Sammy winning, Mm -hmm. and make them all hate Baron enough that whoever beat him was getting a pop. That's really smart. It felt like, in watching it, I was like, oh, that logic tracks. And nothing makes me more excited as a fan. Like, I just want it to make sense at the end of the day. I don't care what. I don't care what whether it's what I wanted or not. I want it to make sense, and then that lets me stay invested. In uh-huh. it. So I, I just I love that. I love the edge match with Damian Priest. I thought that was really good. Damian Priest, really like just fantastic. It was great. I want a China run for that girl, Rhea Ripley. U.S. title. So we come back from a commercial break on Raw, mm-hmm. and and Gargano's music hits, and he comes out to the ring. No, I, I didn't see anything. You know, I think the last piece of reporting was that he was considering mm-hmm. he was leaning towards WWE. I didn't see any confirmation, mm-hmm. not advertised at all. Mm-hmm. Gives the show the feeling that anything can happen at any time, as does the Dexter Loomis stuff. Yeah. Like, at, like a well, kudos to them on a well executed surprise. Oh, and Johnny was great. And he, and he starts to th- like the feud with Austin Theory makes a ton of sense. It makes 100% sense. Austin Theory was his child. Was really good in that promo. Mm-hmm. Really good. It was a really good setup. Also, I, I, we, we got to do it. Mm-hmm. EW was really good this week. I know you didn't watch it. It's totally fine. Nope. Mox and CM Punk had like this weird, that was like the only really weird thing. Squash match. Did, did Punk come back too soon? I mean, what just happened there? Did he come back too soon? He got his ass whipped is what happened with CM Punk. He got hurt with that high round kick. Doctor's checking on him. There's all these rumors about what's happening in um, the AEW backstage. I don't know what's real. Mm. I don't know what's fake. Work me, daddy. There's all the Eddie Kingston, Sammy, which, I'm sorry, the idea of Sammy getting his face mushed by mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston is the funniest fucking thing in the world to me. Like, in real life. Sure. Did you see Sammy Guevara's No, I did. Where he was basically like, well, he's like an angry dude. and He needs to go to anger management. It's like, all right. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about any. I don't know what uh, whether it's a work or not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it doesn't make me happy to hear like, oh, this company's in shambles. No. Because there are a lot of people who, work who should there. be working. Like, yes. I, like I said before. We want more wrestlers working. Everything's always an adjustment away from from working really well. Mm-hmm. There are p- 
people who may disagree with me and say AEW is running really well and it's the best thing out there and Great. and I'm missing out and they could be right. I think that maybe there needs to be more structure from the top down that could help. Yes. Um, that would, I mean, you know, I've already talked about the branding stuff and what confuses me yeah. and, and those to me are the things that make it feel like, like late nineties WCW where it's like all the talent in the world, amazing matches, but behind the scenes stuff is happening that could be a signal of trouble ahead. And if that is the case, and and I could be 100% wrong, if that is the case, I hope that the company, the internal structure, is able to learn from the mistakes mm. that were made mm. and not make those mistakes again. It sucks that Thunder Rosa can't compete for whatever the reason may be. So now we have an interim women's champion instead of just like, you know, be forced to vacate the belt. Mm. And come back and get it. Relinquish the title. I don't think that the interim championship worked particularly well on the men's side. Mm-hmm. This didn't need to be a unification match. It could have just been a match over the title. I will say that Kenny Omega's, um, I think it was after the show promo against um, Will Ospreay was really fucking good. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there are great promos. I know I'm missing great matches. But... I've become so confused by the interim champions being introduced. It sucks that Thunder Rosa can't compete for whatever the reason may be. So now we have an interim women's champion instead of just like, you know, be forced to vacate the belt Mm. and come back and get it, relinquish the title. I don't think that the interim championship worked particularly well on the men's side. Mm. This didn't need to be a unification match. It could have just been a match over the title. Mm. It could have been his return match of now I'm going to win it back. And even that is interesting for him to come in and say, you know, this is, I've been waiting for this. I I couldn't wait to get back yeah. and wrestle for this belt and then get squashed. What does that do to you as a character? We're going to find out anyway, but maybe I'm not smart enough to pick up on it. <laughs> I, I've seen stuff. No, I mean, really like, again, very happy. If you enjoy it and you love it, I think that's great. I'm not saying it's objectively good or bad. I'm just... I'm not watching it right now. I'm sure I'll come back to it. There's a time I wasn't watching Raw and SmackDown, but now I am, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying them. But we'll see what happens. Uh, when MJF comes back, I'll almost certainly tune in to see that if he comes you back. You love that MJF. That's fair. I, I, the, guy's, the guy is a star, and mm-hmm. he's disappeared. Like, I don't care where he comes back. I would just like to see him on TV Me. again, because certainly the best promo that that company had, mm. and they have a lot of really good promos, good but he was... He was the best of them, and if that is the last time he's ever in AEW ring, you know, we'll we'll see. I just don't I don't know what it's in service of right now if it's if it's a work. Mm. Anyway, if you've got any thoughts on the week in wrestling, you can tell us about them on our Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. Find links to those in our show notes. When we come back, it's the role model ah. that's up next on Tights and Fights. So, Hal, you know why Lindsay's not here this week? Tell me why. Please. She's on vacation. And you know what's the one of the only messages that we get that's not about wrestling from her? <laughs> yes. It's her holding up a Soylent Square because she loves them and takes them with her. Can you imagine how much she must love those things to make that the one non-wrestling message that she sends us for a full week? I mean, who doesn't love them? They're great. I actually do love Soylent. I get back from the gym right before we record and I'm like, I'm hungry. I need to eat right now. And I grab my Soylent Complete Protein 
which I love so much. I actually think that they uh, like I love I love plant based protein. Uh, ignore any soy boy myths you guys have heard online. Soy protein is fine. It's good for you. And it's more healthy than a lot of other things you can put into your body. So you so don't please, have boobs? Uh, no, I don't. I have ones I can make them bounce for you guys if you want right now. Hold on. There we go. Bounce, bounce, oh, bounce, <laughs> bounce. <laughs> But yes, I love Soylent for giving me that stuff. And I love that it's easy and it's convenient and that I d- it just is delivered right to my door because I just curate my order online and it comes to me without any need for mess, any need for cooking, any need for going and getting in my car and wasting gas and wasting money on food that is bad for me. I love it so much. Not only that, but what's better than tasty food like Soylent? Tasty mm-hmm. food like Soylent at a great discount. So go to Soylent.com slash tights and use promo code tights to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com com slash tights and promo code t-i-g-h-t-s for 20 percent off your first order bouncy boobs not included (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm so sorry (laughs) i thought i'd get you to pop with that one (laughs) you did i popped oh i popped Hey there, it's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get tiny! Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. Now it's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to... Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! I love Kate! On a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? It took a little over a year, but Bailey has finally returned to WWE, bringing new friends for the next step of her career. We've talked about Bailey a lot on this show, and now that she's back, it feels like they've positioned her in the alpha spot of the women's division, even though she doesn't have the title yet. Wouldn't you say that like she's like the main attraction of Raw the last ever since coming back? I'm of two minds because, mm. on the one hand, obviously all day, all day, all day, mm-hmm. but. Also, it's um, people like the Attitude Era for a lot of different reasons. I like it because everyone felt important. Yes, I agree. And Bailey right now feels important. The person she goes against has to feel more like as important or more important. Are you talking about her match against Aaliyah? Aaliyah. Sorry, I just made that face that like, I don't know if you've ever, you don't know this, Soldier Boy. Uh, <laughs> Famously, you. you made this face on the Breakfast Club where he goes, Drake, where it's like Aaliyah <laughs> yeah. against Bailey. So, so what you're saying mm-hmm. is that that shouldn't have been Bailey's match on Monday. No. You think her first match should have been against Bianca? No. Isn't some of it going like, like proving that she's on a higher level? Like she comes yes. back and it's yes. a good match. I think, you know, 
they always sell Aaliyah as like as like fresh pace. She's been there for what's like seven years. A million. She's not. Years. She's not a kid. She's been there for a while. She worked a good match. I I don't have a problem working Bailey up to a championship match because she's done nothing to earn it after a year out. I understand that. So she needs to come in along with with Dakota and Yo and like sort of run roughshod over the roster. And it has to be well, who's gonna stop? Who's gonna stop them? It's gonna be Bianca because that's our superhero right now, right? Because like I, oh, <clears throat> Aaliyah is like, oh man, I'm gonna sound like an asshole. Aaliyah, this is what I've been trying to avoid saying. Aaliyah feels like Sean Spears to me. Mm-hmm. I know that she's been around. I know that people respect her and take care of her. I don't care. I don't care. I hear you. I think it's fine to just have. Have Bailey come in and win a match. It almost doesn't matter who it's against. And I think the stronger booked the opponent that she beats is like it's too early. You work you work your way through that. You know, she's still in the tag tournament with uh with Raquel. They're in the semifinals against whoever wins that that four-way match tonight. Which, by the mm. way, what a shame. Like, I thought Toxic Attraction looked great. I love their little intro package, but that I think this tournament is cursed. At least that part of the bracket is so far. You are 100% right. This but, you know, she's, she does have something going on right now. Mm-hmm. But as far as Bailey goes, like, I just love seeing her on television. It's so amazing thinking back to the my early days of knowing who she was, which would have been in, like, early to mid-2014 mm-hmm. during, during NXT. Where mm-hmm. she, the crowd was into her. She had her super fan character. Aww. The entrance with the wacky, waving, inflatable people was catchy, as was her music. And mm. she obviously knew how to deliver in the right. Like she underst- understood character. Yes. Uh, obviously. And that's what this title should represent. It should represent happiness and competition, not controversy. So should I give up the Raw Women's Championship? Hell no, I'm not giving up this Raw Women's Championship! And, you know, her matches with Sasha were unbelievable, but but every time she got on the mic, it just wasn't there. She didn't have it, not as a face. It's really hard, I think, to develop your mic skills while you're a face. You guys made me feel a lot better. I saw your tweets and your posts. I got a lot of texts. I don't know who's booing. I'm thanking the ones who are not booing right now. I'm thanking everybody who tweeted me from the WWE Universe. (laughs) Bizarro world here in Toronto. I'm very biased. I, when it comes to Sasha Bailey, I'm incredibly biased. Do you disagree with me then? No. Yeah. I just. I know it's the, I don't, I don't look, I don't want either of them to be substandard promos. I do think that, that Bailey made greater strides as a heel. Like Sasha was, was a, was a decent heel promo in NXT. And then the baby face stuff in the main roster for me personally. She should never be a baby face. I don't know why they make her a baby face. You know, I, I think somebody was like, that, that Bailey's initial main roster run wasn't great, which isn't true. When she came in as the substitute in that tag match, she got a monster ovation and she hadn't mm. been brought up yet. That was a big deal. And when she mm-hmm. came up, people were cheering for her. But after after a time, 
the character kind of fell flat. It just what there wasn't enough of it. There just wasn't enough there, and not enough done on the mic to I think to sell people into into caring right. caring mm-hmm. more than they did initially to see a great wrestler be called up. Like at a certain point, there has to be more. So you turn her heel and take mm-hmm. the basis of that character and say, "You rejected me, so now I reject you." That's like classic heel playbook, and it took her from not only like a good heel promo to becoming like a great heel comedy persona. Hey, bitches. What did she say? Screw all of you. What I wanted, and I think what a lot of people wanted, hear me out. Yeah. Imagine Bailey talking to John Cena. Logically, mm-hmm. like John Cena should have given his crown to Bailey. I get what you're saying. I don't think that's her analog though. She it only only in terms of her being like a like a white hat baby face. Yes. It, yes. Is that the case? But she her character and there is like a little bit of like resilient baby face. But mm-hmm. she was never dominant the way that he was. He very quickly, he as much as he That's fair. he became like the fighting underneath guy, you knew he was going to win. He's more of an analog to the Hulk Hogan of the 80s and a throwback to that, which mm. didn't, which, which, which they figured out how to do. And again, John Cena, who's always been a decent promo, didn't take off until he became a heel, until Brock Lesnar put him out. I still remember him sitting at a computer cutting a rap on Brock Lesnar and saying, you call your finisher the F5, I call mine the FU. Like, it was such a great line in a rap. Like, mm-hmm. it just, he had that character. And then over time, people, you can't help but cheer it because it's so good. And then he shifts and becomes All-American and hustle, loyalty, respect, and never give up. And that's what he's about. We never knew what Bailey was about other other, other than, like, basically mm. being a free hug sign that could wrestle. Mm. That's poor development on behalf of creative, not her fault. Because you can see, mm-hmm. when you give her a character, she knocks it out of the park. She is endlessly entertaining. Great choice to lead a faction. I, I love seeing her on TV. I loved Ding Dong Hello before she got injured. I loved her, everything that she did to help elevate Bianca Belair. Oh. oh. And, like, take someone who was ready. It's not like she <laughs> made her, uh, certainly steel sharp and steel, but Bianca Belair, I got to be honest, I was surprised at how much of a finished product she was when she showed up because I felt like her NXT run was so short. But Bailey was the perfect person to... To elevate her. I'll stop talking now. I've been talking for eight hours. No, I actually like, I'm sorry. We're friends. I like listening to you talk about (laughs) wrestling. That's how friendship works, Halbert. Before we go, we have some notes from the Nation of Conversation about Bailey. We have snacks on Twitter said, I always liked her even as a face. I just want to see the wacky inflatable tube friends again. She can still be a heel. Maybe they have angry faces or something. Still want to see them. I don't know. Julian, don't you think that the that when she took the knife to them and slashed them up, that that was like a really great moment? Yeah, I think like she'll have to like 
do an amnesia angle or something before she brings an those back. Angle. <laughs> but I do remember speaking of things that we called for, if they ever do, we can take credit for it. Cause I remember Mike one time saying that he wanted them to have little angry eyebrows and crossed arms as they were just waving around in every direction. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a great idea. That's ours. TM, TM, TM. Our pal Darren Jackson said, it's so great that she was allowed to figure something out for herself. She was truly one of the people that put the entire company on their backs during the pandemic. She was absolutely required viewing. She was. That was. Yeah. I, I forget about that too, because I remember mm-hmm. like ding dong. Hello for a while was like the only thing that I was like, oh, this is going to be consistently good during Thunderdome era Raw and SmackDown. Yes. It was like, I mean, everybody did. I'm sure everybody was doing their best because that situation sucked, but <laughs> it was just like her coming out there and just insisting people would use the door to, before they came onto the set. Yep. But, oh, that was great. It was great. It really was. Finally, Birdie on Facebook said, what I appreciate most about Bailey is that she has been kind and giving through her rise up the ranks. Dakota Kai is most vocal about her kindness, so seeing Kai and Eo Sky in a stable with Bailey has subtext beyond Bailey needing heaters for her return from injury. That's pretty cool. And again, like feeds into what we were talking about with Bianca, like that she she helped put Bianca over. It's not enough for someone to just be great. Like you need a good dancing partner, just like Triple H had with Mick Foley, for Bailey to help hasten. Bianca's sort of inevitable rise is really great. And and uh, again, kudos to Becky for the same thing. Like everybody who's faced Bianca has, has done a good job of building her up, which is important. Like you should always build your opponent up because otherwise, who are you beating? And I also felt like Bailey as a heel was the only time that Sasha versus Bailey worked on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Like they'd tried to go to that well a few times where Sasha was betraying Bailey and I don't think it ever quite clicked. But for some reason, just having... Bailey be the one to finally betray Sasha and having Sasha be the one who had to make the comeback actually made that saga finally work and recapture a little bit of the Brooklyn magic they'd been missing for a little while. So yeah, she seems like she enjoys making people as much as she enjoys having her moments. Absolutely. If you have thoughts on Bailey, you know where you can share them. It's over on our Facebook page and the link to that is in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Are you ready to binge watch something old? The Greatest Generation is a podcast about Star Trek by a couple of hosts a little bit embarrassed to even have a Star Trek podcast. Hosted by me, Ben Harrison. And me, Adam Pranica. We get into the critical, the technical, the science fictional aspects of the show we love while roasting it and each other at the same time. We've completed an entire series about Star Trek The Next Generation and another one about Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and we've just begun Star Trek Voyager, so now is a great time to start watching a new Star Trek series with us. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts, and become a friend of DeSoto today. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Julian Burrell. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Watch my three count. One, two, three. Oh, sick. 
Danielle, what would you like to put over? I'm putting over the fact that apparently Eddie Kingston is my best friend now. Sure. He's not. I don't know him. We've never met. But. Not yet. He retweeted like this. uh, He followed me and retweeted a random tweet I sent about how um, dudes angry about She-Hulk are dumb. And then I retweeted some couple of other things. Uh, Apparently, he is a very nice man who likes nice things. That's it. I did it. I'm making friends with wrestlers. You did it. Ah! The the dream has become a reality. Ah! The girlhood dream (laughs) has come true (laughs) for Danielle Radford. What about you, Julian? It's actually two things. One, I saw Shayna Baszler wear a shirt on uh, Friday Night SmackDown. It was a shirt that had something that's called a one wheel, which basically looks like a giant like ATV wheel in between two boards that you ride like an electric skateboard. Uh-huh. And I realized that it's not just a bit. It was like, it's weird because she's, you know, normally wrestlers wear their own gear. So people buy it. But it's really funny because she's really into the freaking one wheel. Like you go through her Instagram. It's just her with her little like the squad that she rolls with going through the city that she lives in and just riding her electric skateboard everywhere. And it's to the point where I've been really considering getting one. It kind of put me over the top. So I'll probably be getting one before the end of the year. Okay. Uh, so that's one thing. Okay. Well, you have a wife who loves you and would like you to be okay. I'll be fine. I'm not going to go on the freeway with it or anything. I'm gonna go I through, don't like, parks trust that. I'll be okay. Trust me. It'll, it's going to be fun. So if you guys see me on, if anybody follows me on Instagram, you'll see me writing that before the end of the year, probably. And the other thing I'm going to put over is every once in a while, your Venn diagrams intersect. And for me, I'll say my Venn diagrams, wrestling, mm-hmm. Chargers football, video games, <gasps> and corny backyard games. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I want to thank G4 for taking uh, Becky Lynch and Austin Eckler, uh, for who's like running back for the Chargers, and p- having them play cornhole against uh, somebody who's, a f- I want to say, a fullback for the Rams and another wrestler. It might have been, it might have been Austin, but I can't remember if it was somebody else. I'm sorry. And having them on G4 play that live. It was really fun to see Austin <laughs> Eckler and Becky Lynch hug after they won the competition. I thought that was very adorable. I'll put the clip on there because it was pretty funny. So they made a show just for you. Mm-hmm. G4. Those dudes, a lot of the people who run that show are friends of the pod. So yes. just saying. There you they have bring it. on lots of wrestlers. So go watch that if you even if you just like video games. Yeah. A lot of those dudes are friends of the pod. Yeah. We'll get we'll figure it out. We spoke earlier about the return of Johnny Gargano. We spoke briefly about the new superstar chant that broke out during his promo, which is baby wrestling. What we didn't get was the reaction from baby wrestling, which I have an exclusive clip mm. of you, uh, a clip of right here to share with you exclusive in that it was available on Twitter for anyone with an account, which is free to see here is your WrestleMania main eventer for 2049 baby wrestling <laughs> reacting to his first chance. <laughs> Baby wrestling? Is that you? You baby wrestling? You hear everyone chanting for you? People want baby wrestling. Uh. Uh. Tell them. Uh. Yep. That's your catchphrase. We know. Love it. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford along with me, Hal Loveland. You can follow me at Hal Loveland to find all the things that I'm doing there. I promise I will tell you about it. Danielle? If you ever want to see what I'm doing, you can find all of my stuff on mostly my Twitter. I think I'm going to start doing stuff on my TikTok, but it's also like, I don't fucking know what TikTok is. 
Hal's going to have to help me with that because Hal's very good at TikTok. If you want to buy a thing that helps me out, the book for uh, Gretzko, Meet Her World, is out. And that is a graphic novel where you can find the comic that I wrote that is about wrestling. So go buy that. Our producer is CM Pun, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. We truly appreciate it. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt where you give money and then you get one that you can wear uh-huh. on your body. And what is a better exchange of goods and services than that? We'll uh-huh. be back next week for more you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.